You are listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast, episode 52, What It Means to Be a Good Mom. This is Less Drama, More Mama, the podcast for moms who want to feel calm, in control, and confident about how to handle anything life throws their way. You're ready to go from feeling frazzled and disrespected to feeling calm and connected, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Pam Howard. Hi, Mama. It's August. Do you know what that means? It means it's the podcast's birthday month. It's episode 52, which would be a year because there are 52 weeks in a year, but because I launched the first three episodes all at the same time, the actual anniversary or birthday, isn't until August 31st. So I was debating, do I celebrate it at episode 52? Do I wait until the end of August? And then I decided to just celebrate the whole month. So here's how I'm going to celebrate with you. Every week in August, I'm giving away a $100 Amazon gift card to a lucky listener. What? Think about all the things you could get with $100 on Amazon. New school supplies? Check. Gourmet food? Check. Books, toys, clothes, electronics. I mean, Amazon is so much fun. They have everything. I'm so excited for you to win. So here's how to enter. If you want $100, just saying. If you don't, you can just skip this part. To enter the giveaway, you have to leave a review of the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to the podcast. If you don't know how to leave a review in iTunes, I have step-by-step instructions in today's show notes. Then, right before you submit the review, take a screenshot and post it on Instagram or Facebook with the hashtag LDMM, for less drama, more mama, podcast, LDMM podcast. That will count as your official entry. I know it sounds complicated, but it really isn't. And it's for a chance to win $100. If you write a review today, you have four chances to win because I'm going to do a drawing every week this month. If you're listening to this toward the end of the month or you procrastinate, you'll have fewer chances to win. But you don't need to enter every week and write four different reviews. You could just write the one and then you're entered to win. And be honest. I want your honest feedback. Just because your review isn't glowing, which I'm not sure why it wouldn't be, but if it isn't, it doesn't mean that you have any less of a chance of winning. Okay, so today we're talking about being a good mom. Have you ever thought, I just want to be a good mom? Most of us have had that thought at some point or another, right? And it sounds like such a pretty thought, doesn't it? It even has the word good in it then why does it feel so terrible? Most of my clients, not all of them, but a lot, come to me believing that they're bad moms. They feel like failures. They're riddled with guilt because they yell at their kids or they don't want to spend time with their kids or they just feel so inadequate. And they tell me that they just want to be a good mom. But what does that even mean? Have you asked yourself that question, What does it mean to be a good mom? 
And so I'll ask my clients to tell me what they believe makes a good mom. Here are just some of the answers my clients have given to me. A good mom keeps a tidy home. Right away, I'm out. (laughs) I don't qualify. Um, A good mom never yells. Her kids listen to her. They get ready on time without reminders. They clean up after themselves. They go to her with their problems. Her kids are happy. She always does what's in the best interest of the children. Her husband tells her she's doing a good job and shows appreciation. Extended family agrees with her choices, and she spends time with her kids. Based on those standards, would anyone be a good mom? Seriously, those are impossible standards. And I want to point out a few things about those answers. First of all, notice how many of them have to do with the kids. Her kids listen, they clean up after themselves, they go to her with problems, they're happy. That stuff has nothing to do with the mom at all. Your kids create their own results based on their thoughts, feelings, and actions, none of which you have any control over. You can teach your kids all about good manners in a restaurant, for example, and they still might choose to throw their food on the floor. You can buy them every gift on their birthday list, and they can still choose to be unhappy. Your kids' results have nothing to do with how good of a mom you are. When I work with clients, I give them all the tools they need to create the life they want, but they might not practice them. Their results don't determine what kind of coach I am, just like my kids' results don't determine what kind of mom I am. You could be the best mom in the world. It doesn't mean your kids are going to turn out a certain way. What determines the kind of mom you are is how you show up and how you think, feel, and behave, not how your kids do. The second thing about the list I read is the use of the words like always and never. A good mom never yells at her kids. Come on. You know how I know that's not true? Because I yell sometimes and I'm a good mom. A good mom always does what's in the best interest of her kids. Listen, you can't possibly know what's in their best interest all of the time. Here's the good news. You get to define what being a good mom means for you and how you want to measure it. Let's say you believe a good mom spends time with her kids. Well, how much time? All of the time? Five hours a day? Eight hours? Does it matter what happens during that time, or is it just about the time? You get to decide. And it's not based on what your husband thinks, or what your mother-in-law thinks, or what your friends say, or what a parenting book says, but what you decide it means for you. I'm going to share how I define it for myself, and it may resonate with you, it may not, but I sat down and I really thought about what makes me a good mom. Because I do. I think I'm not just a good mom, but a great mom. Other people may disagree, and that's okay. So I wrote out a bunch of things that I then grouped into four categories. These are all things that are within my control and things that I strive to do on a daily basis. I'm not perfect, not by a long shot, but I do the best I can. Number one, I care for my kids. I realize that's pretty broad, but for me, 
Caring for them at this stage of their lives includes providing for their physical needs like clothing, food, shelter, and protecting them from harm. I make sure they wear their bike helmets and sunscreen. I take care of them when they're sick. I provide them with healthy foods and teach them good hygiene habits. I set limits about how much screen time they have and how much sugar they eat. I try to be on top of their food allergies and all of their medical checkups. I also try to care for them emotionally by listening to them and validating their feelings. When they get older, caring for them will look more like being there as a support or a guide. Now, I know I can't always be there to protect them from harm. I won't always be there when they struggle. So that brings me to number two. I prepare them. I see this as one of my main roles as a mom. I'm constantly thinking about how to best prepare them for more independence, for adulthood, for their futures. This includes sharing my personal values with them, educating them about the world and different responsibilities they may have, exposing them to different experiences and ideas, and also having some difficult or potentially uncomfortable conversations with them about sex, drugs, and alcohol. Preparing them also means allowing them to make mistakes and to experience natural and logical consequences for their choices. I can't foretell the future, obviously, so I can't possibly prepare them for every situation they'll encounter. But again, I do the best I can. And my responsibility is to teach them to the best of my ability. Whether or not they learn and apply the information is up to them. Number three, I love them unconditionally. That word unconditionally means no matter what. No matter what they do or say or believe or don't believe or choose to become. It doesn't mean I agree with their choices or that I like their choices or that it's always easy to choose love. But when I don't choose love, I'm the one who suffers. The truth is, I don't love my kids for their benefit. I love them for mine. I'm the one who gets to feel the love. I can't make them feel my love because it's created by my thoughts. And so I'm the one who feels it. And it feels amazing. My kids may or may not think thoughts that cause them to feel love for me, but I can choose to feel it for them regardless. It helps me to remember that my kids are separate people from me. I can have a vision for the kind of life I want them to live or the kind of people I want them to become, and I can use that vision as a tool to guide my parenting decisions, but ultimately, they're on their own journey, and I have no idea what it's meant to be. Whatever mistakes they make or I make as their mom are a part of that journey. When I feel loving, I tell my kids I love them, I snuggle them, I play with them, But sometimes loving them means I say no. Sometimes it means I set a limit or follow through on a consequence. As long as it's coming from a place of love, I can feel good about it. Finally, number four, I love their mama. For me, one of the biggest parts of being a good mom is loving and taking care of myself. That might look like leaving home for a few days to go to a coach mastermind retreat. It may look like ordering takeout instead of cooking a meal. It means making my emotional health my top priority so I can be there for my kids in the ways they need me. 
A friend of mine, a coach friend of mine, recently got coached herself because she didn't think she could be a good mom to her kids and have a successful coaching business. She couldn't figure out how to have a thriving business and be there for her kids. The problem wasn't that she didn't know how or that it actually wasn't possible. The problem was that she didn't believe that she could have both a thriving business and a thriving family. But of course it's possible. I have a full-time job and a coaching business, and I'm a great mom. How is that possible? Because of the way I've defined it for myself and because I believe it to be true. And you get to define what's true for you. You get to believe whatever you want to believe about what being a good mom means to you, no matter what anyone else says or believes. I remember when Marissa was trying out for a soccer team, and the other girls were so much more experienced than she was, and she wanted to quit and leave the tryouts. I said no, and I told her she had to stick it out. Well, from the look on my mom's face, aka grandma, (laughs) you would have thought I was making her, you know, kick the ball with her face or something. I was willing to not be liked in the short term by Marissa and my mom for a decision I believed was for Marissa's greater good in the long term. I wanted her to learn that, yes, it's hard. Yes, it's uncomfortable. But so what? She can do hard things. And I don't always know what's best for my kids, and that's okay. If I'm doing these four things, if I'm caring, preparing, loving them, and loving me, I believe I'm doing a good job and that I'm a good mom. The sink can be full of dishes. My kids can be angry or upset. Other people can disagree with my choices, but to me, as long as I feel that I'm doing those things to the best of my ability, I'm doing it right. We're all doing it right, and we're all doing it wrong, because the truth is there is no right way to raise a child. We're all just doing the best we can. If you've been thinking that you're a failure as a mom for a long time, your brain is going to keep looking for evidence of that. So for now, just drop the words good and bad. You're a mom, period. Doing the best you can. And that's enough. I don't know if you remember back in 2017, there was a post that went viral on Facebook by Ashley Potter about being a good mom. And it's so great that I want to read it to you now. And I'll link to the post in today's show notes. She says, to the mom who's breastfeeding, way to go. It really is an amazing gift to give your baby for any amount of time that you can manage. You're a good mom. To the mom who's formula feeding, isn't science amazing? To think there was a time when a baby with a mother who couldn't produce enough would suffer, but now, better living through chemistry. You're a good mom. To the cloth diapering mom, fluffy bums are the cutest and so friendly on the bank account. You're a good mom. To the disposable diapering mom, Wow, those things hold a lot, and it's excellent to not worry about leakage and laundry. You're a good mom. To the mom who stays home, I can imagine it isn't easy doing what you do, but to spend those precious years with your babies must be amazing. You're a good mom. To the mom who works, it's wonderful that you're sticking to your career. You're a positive role model for your children in so many ways. It's fantastic. You're a good mom. To the mom who had to feed her kids from the drive-thru all week because you're too worn out to cook or go grocery shopping, you're feeding your kids, and hey, I bet they aren't complaining. 
Sometimes sanity can indeed be found in a white bag with a big red chick on it. You're a good mom. To the mom who gave her kids a home-cooked breakfast, lunch, and dinner for the past week, excellent. Good nutrition is important, and they're learning to enjoy healthy foods at an early age, a boon for the rest of their lives. You're a good mom. To the mom with the kids who are sitting quietly and using their manners in the fancy restaurant, kudos. It takes a lot to maintain order with children in a place where they can't run around. You're a good mom. To the mom with the toddler having a meltdown in the cereal aisle, they always seem to pick the most embarrassing places to lose their minds, don't they? We've all been through it. You're a good mom. To the moms who judge other moms for any of the above, glass houses, friend. Glass houses. Thank you for that, Ashley Potter. If you're ready to start believing in yourself and showing up as the mom you want to be, go sign up for your free mini session with me at lessdramamoremama.com forward slash mini. I'll talk to you again next week. Thank you for listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast. If you liked this episode, please take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes and make sure you subscribe too so you never miss a show. Got a question, comment, or idea for an upcoming episode? Email me at pam at lessdramamoremama.com.